The Pat well, Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The relations of the family, it was, of course, the sport, the racing was fantastic. Leopardstown, Kempton, Limerick, and of course, all the Premier League action and uh, the darts. I just love the darts. I think it stepped up a gear in the Alley Pally this year. Uh, Kathleen McNamee, digital producer of Off the Ball, joins me now to review it all. Let's start with yesterday. Uh, a bit of a shock. Leinster were one to eight to beat Ulster, and they lost by a point. I know it was a very dramatic game. Now you could kind of get the sense from Dan McFarland after the game that he wasn't all that impressed with some of the players that Leinster put out there. He I think he felt like it was a bit of an understrength side compared well, to... Well, they'd had a heavy match against Munster, in fairness. They had had a heavy match against Munster, but the fact, I think they made 14 changes going into that game. There was only one player retained. was pretty massive. Um, but he... McFarland came out fighting afterwards. You know, he said that his team had come to win. It's the first time they've won in the RDS in two years. They put in a really, really strong performance. Leo Cullen was surprisingly upbeat, I thought, after the game when he was talking about um, how his team had performed. I thought particularly interesting as well were the comments from Billy Byrne saying that he put in a really, really great he performance. He did. Some of his kicks through for the tries were exceptional. Yeah, they were brilliant. And he said afterwards, you know, it's only one match but that was kind of like an audition for him saying I want to get back into the Ireland squad. Obviously a very very tough position to get back into the squad with but he did himself plenty of favours yesterday by performing the way that he did. No, I watched the match and I am a Leinster head. I'm a big supporter. You know all the thing on Twitter afterwards was the referee Frank Murphy was man of the match. He should be cited for some of the mistakes he made. A lifetime ban I've called for before. <laughs> well, what do you make of the refereeing? Do you think that's just sour grapes? Uh, I think you saw it across both games yesterday that fans were not generally not happy and it tended to be fans on the losing side of things that were not happy. You know, Munster fans had massive issues with the tackles that went in and Ollie Yeager and O'Donoghue as well um, saying the referee in that game shouldn't be allowed referee ever again with some of the comments <laughs> that I saw. I think some of the, the off stuff though is yeah. a bit it's a bit uh, hard it's ambiguous some of it. It is ambiguous some of it and I would always be a very strong proponent of you know having harsher sanctions to make sure that it kind of lessens the amount of injuries that are in the game. I think when you look at the conditions that were in the RDS yesterday in particular as well driving so, lane yeah. Oh it was horrendous. I mean you'd have to be a hardcore fan to I queue to get into the RDS in the first place and then stand in that for the entire game. So I think considering the conditions, there's always going to be a couple of things that fans find difficult, but uh, I don't think I would go firing him from his job just yet. At the end of last season, Munster looked, you know, they won the URC title. They looked to have turned a corner with Roundtree and all that kind of thing. It, can it be just explained the bad run of form, you know, how they've sort of flattened the curve, as it were, in in, in terms of injuries? This is the million dollar question. So when you look at where they are at this stage, we're probably not being as critical of them at this stage of the season as we were last year, even though they were they're in a much worse position now than they were last year in terms of where they are. But I think because they came back last year and did have that big URC victory that we're almost giving them a bit of a bye-ball now in the sense that, well, they did it last year. So all they have to do is make the knockout rounds again this year. And it's going to be seen as a relatively good season for them, considering the amount of injuries they had. The only plus side on the injury front for them at the moment, because obviously they had those two big blows yesterday where it looks like Ollie Yeager and Jack O'Donoghue are going to be out for a while. And there was a head knock and a leg injury there. Is that Peter O'Mahony should be back for the too long game in two weeks' time. There's none of the provinces that are playing this weekend in the URC. It's just the South African teams, I think. Um, so yeah, I I would put it down to injuries because I do think they were 
they had found a you wouldn't vein be of, writing them off just yet. You no, know, okay. and I okay. think they had found a vein of form, so I think it would be unfair. To okay, so the, the 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 narrative uh, before Christmas was uh, Arsenal were going to surge ahead. They had two London matches at home to West Ham and away to Fulham. And I was ribbing poor Shane Coleman, who's a, a devotee of Arsenal and the Gunners. Uh, <laughs> it's just been a disaster. It's been completely disastrous. I mean, that game against West Ham, I watched it basically with my head in my hands for the entire thing. They had so many chances. They dominated possession. They had like something like 30 shots on goal and just couldn't convert anything. And then obviously you had that game against Fulham and same issues coming up again where they're dominating a team. Fulham, actually, to be fair, were probably better than West Ham were on the day and deserved their win maybe a little bit more. But they just, And they came from a goal down. And they came from a goal down as well. But they just don't seem to be able to so I, I take I think the problem chances. with Arsenal is finishing. I mean, like oh, City got is. rid of Jesus insofar as that he's not good in the air. They just don't have the finishing power. No, they don't. And when you're bringing on the lights of Eddie and Kestia and that, it is kind of your go-to for getting a goal when you really, really need one. You know something's wrong. Now, there's been a lot of talk about what they're going to do in the January transfer window if they're going to bring in someone that will be able to fill those strikers' boots. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a summer signing more than a January signing that's going to be it for them. Um, and then it'll be interesting to see with Liverpool not having Mo Salah for the next while, depending yeah, on the how African long. Nations uh, thing is on. He 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 has been their best player. I know he misses a good few, but he creates assists and so on. He's top and, and Liverpool are top top of the table. Yeah, now. and he is top scorer in the league joint with Erling Haaland, which is funny considering the fact Erling Haaland hasn't actually played for the last while. So I think it'll be the title race could be decided in the next couple of weeks when it comes to those fixtures. There's no, there's no City would win in all circumstances <laughs> anyway. have to at least pretend for another <laughs> okay, couple of months okay, that we have okay, a bit maybe, of hope of an entertaining competition. <laughs> Alright, the darts. I have been gripped by it. I'm a huge Luke Humphreys fan, right? He put me through such pain in the last of 16 match. I was, oh my God, how he came through it. But this 16-year-old kid talked to me about him, Littler. Luke Littler has just exploded onto the scene over the last competition. Much like I'm one of those people who probably only tunes into the darts over Christmas because it's on, but he has kept me absolutely hooked for this entire story. Um, 16-year-old, did quite well in the youth tournaments. We actually had Keen Barry, who's an Irish player, on this morning and off the ball talking about him and saying you could tell from when they were 12 years old that this guy had the potential to do something. That, so it's it's been uh, an incident waiting to happen. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I think he was saying that maybe uh, no one necessarily thought that he was going to come out this young and do what he's done. And so he's against hold... Rob Cross in the semi-final yeah. tonight. So they're the first semi-final that's on at 20 past 7 tonight and then it's Scott Williams and Luke Humphreys on afterwards. So. But, but is it not obvious that Humphreys, you know, like it was such a shock uh, with M- MVG uh, playing so badly last night. Yeah. Like that 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 looks to me a bit one-sided. Uh, but so maybe a, a Littler Humphreys final. I think so. Um, I mean, you look at what Rob Cross did last night as well. He also had... 4-0 down! Yeah, he had an incredible comeback. It's the only time in the history of the tournament that someone has actually done that in a quarterfinal. Um, so he's obviously going to be riding really high. Littler will probably be the one with the crowd behind him a little bit in the Ali Pali just because of the fairy tale story that is of a 16-year-old coming through in the way that he has. And I think a lot of people have been interested in darts over the last couple of weeks because of him so it would be nice to see him in the final and have that and it is a fairy tale finally finally, uh, an old friend Bob Ollinger uh, under a forceful drive from Rachel Blackmore won the uh, big race at Cheltenham yesterday 
Yeah, really great for them. Um, obviously, he's had the two previous festival um, successes and now he's hurling his way over the fences. But another great one in Cheltenham and a really interesting week for the racing in general. It seems like there was a lot yeah, of... Yeah, Leopardstown was fantastic. Uh, Gallop and Deschamps was outstanding. Uh, Gaelic Warrior. All the big guns for Willie Mullins are back. All right, my thanks to Kathleen McNamee, digital producer of Off the Ball, reviewing that feast of uh, sport over... The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.